The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Greetings, gentle people. Happy Friday. I hope you all had a great week. I did. And today I have an all new episode with a guest I'm very excited about who has one of the coolest jobs, in my opinion. I think so. I have psychic medium Chris Medina on. Welcome. Hey, love. How's it going? Good. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for having me on. Seriously. I did a reading with Chris a little while back and it was so positive and such a great experience. I think about it on a regular basis. And so I just have like so many questions. I know we talked about it briefly, like when we did our reading, but can you just share what was the moment or moments that you knew you had some kind of crazy intuition? Oh my God. Ever since I was a little kid. Really? Oh yeah. I grew up with this gift. I was born this way. I started using it. Uh, the first time I can remember using it for the psychic side of it was reading my dad's friends. That was like at the age of three, <laughs> three or four. So yeah. you're three. And so in what ways did it come to you or did it make itself present? Uh, being able to pick up on the intention or the energy of the person in front of me. Like if you were to, if we were to have lunch together in a restaurant, you're going to see me looking over and picking up different energy from different people, reading them left and right. That's what it was like growing up as a kid. So you just like couldn't turn it off when you were young? No, I can't. No. Did it scare you though? No, the medium side scared me more than the psychic side. The psychic side was more of like a parent type energy. I never used to say the word guides, but ever since I started doing this, people are like, who are they? You know, you keep saying they, are that your guides? I'm like, yeah. So they were more like parents, very gentle. The medium side, I couldn't, I could not help. It was like seeing ghosts and shit like that. Was it scary? Yeah. So you would just literally see, you would see dead people. <laughs> yeah. Sun. And would you know that they were deceased? Could you differentiate people in the room being you know, spirit versus actual present humans. Yeah, I could pick up like somebody like, like a passerby or somebody that just wants to come in and like say hi or make their presence be known versus something dark. Like as a kid, there was this thing that would never leave me alone. It was like a clown type of energy. Oh, And this, yeah, this thing would try to pretend to be a clown, but like look shady. Like if you were to look at it as like Katie right now, when I was a little kid, you'd be like, stay away from that. And it would like try to play with my toys and like get my attention. And my guides were like, don't, don't look at it. Oh my gosh. How did you get it to leave you alone? I just ignored it. That part for sure I can shut off. I can, t I can say go away or just like ignore it and like shut, shut it all down. But the psychic side, no. How would you describe what you see in that aspect? Is it like, do they look human form or do, are they more like apparition types? They look a little bit of both. Sometimes they come in like in human form. Other times you can like see right through them. Um, a good majority of the time I could hear them. I don't see them as often as like, like my father does. He's able to see them right, like right up front. Wow. Uh -huh. I can hear them like, like I'm talking to you right now. That is wild. Do you feel like having, you know, these abilities, this gift, being a psychic medium, spiritual medium is part of like a lineage? Is it something that if like your father could or your grandfather, or grandma, then it could be passed down to you? Or how do you think this comes to be? 
I think it can't be passed on. Everybody, for, for the most part, on my dad's side has some sort of ability. Whether they choose to utilize it or not is a different story. I guess it could be both. I guess you can like start, like I, I like when I read people, I'll tell them like, um, oh, you're the reason why the river's gonna change the, the flow in your family. Like you, there's something different about you. You're, you're more in tune or more awake than say your father or your mother. So it's a combination of both. You're, you're either born with it or you can start it. You can start something new in that family. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I know they, they they always say like everyone has psychic abilities because I mean, everyone has intuition, whether it's strong or whether they're tapped into it. So when you started experiencing this energy and, and seeing this, was did your dad, did you go to your dad immediately? Did you know that? I mean, I guess you were young, so maybe you didn't know, but did he help sort of guide you and explain to you how it all yeah. happens. Yeah, my uh, my grandmother, which is his mother, is very very psychic. She still wears her sunglasses to this day inside the house. She wants nobody reading her. So <laughs> yeah, so when I was born, she told my dad, she's like, "Oh my God, he has it. He has a gift." He's like, "That's between you two. I don't want to know anything about it." And she, you know, talked him into you know, kind of like asking me questions about stuff. So my dad was very kind of like hands on, but also nervous about it because he told me in his own words, "I'd go into your room and you'd be talking to something." And then look at me like I was interrupting you and I would just leave. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So can you imagine being a kid and like, you know, your, my dad was, was a biker. He was like a big <laughs> pot smoker. So you imagine coming home high and like seeing this kid in the corner of the room. <laughs> oh my God. That would definitely throw someone off. I remember like when I was young, my mom like got nervous because I would have kind of like night terrors. Oh. And she would come in and I'd be like screaming, snakes, snakes, snakes. And then all of a sudden I would just like in an instant change, I'd be like, now I see fairies and they're dropping fairy dust. And my mom was freaked out, like called the pastor of the church. She was like, what is wrong with my child? Because when they're that young, you don't know if it's like imaginary friend type deal or if it's like a real, you know, gift. Yeah, for sure. Okay. They say, so everyone has, you know, the ability to tap into this or, you know, the, the gift. And do you agree with that? Do you think that everyone really does have the ability to tap into their psychic For sure. powers? Really? For sure. Whether they choose to or not is a different story. And also it goes in on how they were raised and how they were brought up. Like my, like my mother was very, uh, very practical and very logical. So when I brought this shit to her, she was like, that's it. No more Freddy Krueger, no more Michael Myers, no more Chucky, no more Jason. That's it. If you're going to get scared and this is what's going to happen, I'm going to shut this all down. So when people ask me that question, like, do you think everybody has it? My experience is, has been different. My guides have always been around and were like more of like the parent figure and would tell me, no, that's just her because she's nervous or she's scared of it. I was able to dismiss what my, I know it sounds so shitty, but to dismiss what my parents were saying versus what was coming through. Totally. So with the guides, are they people like that you know, or how, how did you come to know that these are your guides and these are the ones that you can trust? They have always been there. Like, I don't know what they look like. I don't, I, I don't hear, I don't necessarily hear voices. I pick up more of like a father type energy or like a, like a bigger type of presence energy. And then I pick up more of like, sometimes more of like a nurturing, more of like a feminine mother type of energy. Does that make sense? but I don't hear them. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hear them and I don't see them. What does it feel like to receive like a message from them or, or guidance? It's what is very that intrusive. Like? It's very intrusive. Like if I'm having a conversation with you or, or like with anybody, I'm like listening to what you're saying. And then like, I'll get stuff in their head. Oh, the reason why she's saying this is because X, Y, and Z. And then I'll get a vision of like what's going on in your life. 
So when people are talking to me, they're like, it's not like I zone out all the time, but they're like, wow, is everything okay? It's because I'm getting hits. It's like very, I'm, I'm having a conversation, getting these hits and trying to keep it together at the same time. All right. I'm going to interrupt really fast to talk about one of my favorite pastimes, which is online shopping. I love shopping online, but it can be really daunting and you never know if things are going to fit. Returns can be super difficult and you don't even know what store to start with. So this season, let Stitch Fix do the hard work for you. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique style, size, and budget. It's a completely different and really fun way to find clothes you will love. So when you go to their website, stitchfix.com, it's really easy to get started. You do like a little bit of a style quiz. You give your sizes, you know, your body type, how much you typically spend on clothes and on what kind of items you can select if you want jewelry, accessories, bags, shoes, stores you usually shop at. So you can feel really confident that you're going to get a box full of things that you're going to love. And I ended up keeping everything from my first fix box. But if you don't like anything, there's a pre-labeled, pre-purchased envelope that comes with it. So it's really easy. Just put them in there and send them back. You don't have to go through a bunch of steps online. And also there's no subscription required. You can try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries and you'll just pay a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. And they also ship all over the US and the UK. So get started today at stitchfix.com slash love me and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash love me for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash love me. All right, back to the show. Are you able to turn it off when you are out in public with your friends hanging out? No, that's why I hardly ever go out. No, I can't. Because I've I've watched like Long Island Medium, and like uh, some shows, and she, you know, it kind of follows her life, and she'll be out to dinner and like see a spirit or something, and then have to talk to the table next to her. Like she has a hard time turning it on and off. Mm-hmm. So, what is it like when you go into a public place? Is it just madness and loud? It's loud. It's madness. I'm trying to keep it, the conversation going with the person that I'm with, but then you'll glance over and you'll, I'll look at somebody and like, it'll be like, for instance, like you would walk in and I'd be like, Oh my God, that's Katie, whatever. And I immediately would, I don't know. I just would start reading or going in. That's how, yeah. Or the waiter would come by and I would look at them and get something. And it's so hard because I know Teresa goes out there and she's like, Oh my God, I have a message for you. Yeah. But if, yeah, but if somebody came up to me and said I had a message for you, I'd be like, fucking save it for later. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of times people are like, okay, like, what does that mean? Because not a lot of people are open to it or, you know, and I don't want to use the word believers, but you know, I think a lot of people are, are scared. And I'm like six foot two, like I'm (laughs) tall. Like, so can you imagine a six foot two guy coming to your table, gay as all hell and be like, I have a message for you. You'd like to spit it out. <laughs> so is there, is there a time where in public you, you have gone to somebody and been like, it becomes too loud that you have to just deliver something to them? No, I, I, no, I you no, never do. I don't. What about like with your friends? Like if you're just like 
hanging out. It's just the two of you. Do you ever have spirits or anything come to you then with messages? And do you deliver it? That's tricky because what ends up happening, yeah, is that I'll get the hit and it'll turn into a whole psychic session. I know what it's like to be psychic. They don't know what it's like to, what it's like to be psychic. And sometimes I just want to go and hang out, you know? And I don't want to read people. But sometimes, you know, like I said, it, it, the message will come through and I'll tell them, I just have this quick hit for you. If it's somebody close, like if it was you and I hanging out or whatever, and, and you know, because I know you're open to it, I'm going to be like, oh, I have this to, you know, have a message for you. Or this came through as you said X, Y, and Z. But I really, really try my best to stay away from, you know, dropping bombs like that. <laughs> yeah. It must be hard though. I mean, because yeah, if it was me and you hanging out, I would be so all about that. But do you have any friends that are like, okay, I'm coming over or we're hanging out, but can you please tell your ghost friends to like disappear. <laughs> yeah. They'll tell me, take your shit with you when you leave. I've left people's houses and I'm, this is not to sound hokey, but like their water faucets would turn on. They'd hear like, you know, they would hear like knocking or like walking or whatever. And I say, it'll go away like in three days. Is it because you bring that? Yeah. I track that energy. Yeah. Cause I imagine like being, you know, psychic medium, especially is that you look like a bright light, open window to spirits to come to. So they flock to you regardless of where you are. And then they like stay and hang out. Yeah. Like if I do a medium reading, like people ask like, you know, oh, I would love to get a medium reading from you. And I'm like, fuck, can't we just do a psychic one? Because when I open that up, everybody wants to come through. I've even watched like uh, Forensic Files, Unsolved Mysteries. And I remember one guy came through vividly. He had told me loud as day, just watching television, like at 10 o'clock at night. Hey, I was wondering if you could help me out. I've been missing in Peru for the last two years and my family has been looking for me. I just want to provide closure. No way. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't like, I, you know, I'm sorry. Like I can't, you know, I, I know it sounds so shitty, but I don't want to get involved in that stuff. And so you're just like, sorry. And then they just like hang their head and walk away. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do the walk of shame down back to the light. Yeah. Oh, oh, that makes me so sad. It's hard though, because again, like I said, you open that up and they all want to come through. And then you'll get the ones that want to mess with you, like little whispers or like, hey, or, you know, like, like walking, like right, like I can feel them like walk right in front of me to cut me off or like stand behind me and shit or just like list, like stand in the room and listen. So what would you say is like the worst part of the job that you have? Just that it's just with you all the time. Like you just never have any off hours, basically. I love all that part. It's the futuristic stuff. It's like the stuff that I know that I can't help. You know, like I can never do like political readings or worldly type readings or like what's going on behind the scenes. So to have all that knowledge and to be like, try to be hopeful, you know, throughout the day and be like, you know, yeah. That's do you feel hopeful right now? We're going to get back to a place where we can, you know, hang out and do things, but things are going to start to shift and change. I really feel like this was like the start of, you know, it was a little bit of a, of a distraction to bring in bigger and better, to revolutionize stuff, to, you know, For sure, yeah. advance the world without having to hear people bitch and complain and be like, no, we don't want to do this. So when would you say we're going to get back to that? I think it's going to be a couple more years as far as like to where we want to be a few more years as far as like opening things up and like starting to adjust. I'd say by summer of this year, May, April, anywhere between April and June. That, so how do you like sleep at night? I don't. I fall asleep like at four o'clock in the morning. I can't imagine having knowledge, having this stuff that's weighing on you and just going through life. I have a lot of stress I carry through my life and that's heavy enough that I can't imagine just something else on top of that. I didn't have the easiest uh, childhood, the easiest upbringing. I always tell people I I came from like 
negativity. Like I know how to navigate through it. I, I know I know how to deal with it. So it's all about like changing your perception in like, you know, knowing that it's going to be difficult, but not submitting to it not allowing the energy to, to take hold of you. Yeah, no, and I like that. And that's why I feel like our reading was like really positive because, you know, you helped me kind of like recognize areas where I was maybe holding back or not fully just like allowing myself to be. And so it's just been like a reminder for myself of just like, it's like rewiring thinking and, and thought processes. And it's also reminding yourself, again, look at you. You've been through a lot, both physically and mentally in the short time that you've been on this planet, like you've been through a lot of shit. So allowing yourself the opportunity to, when I say heal, I'm not going to go down the whole love and light path and be like, oh, accept love and all that stuff. But in some way, you know what I'm saying? Like start healing and allow yourself the opportunity to move forward and let go. Because with all that knowledge that you've gained, all the shit that you've been through, let's see what Katie can do with it. Right. Yeah. It's some, but sometimes turning negatives to positives is the battle. Yeah. What is your favorite part of what you do? Like what makes you excited about your work? Being able to deliver a message to somebody that doesn't realize what they're doing when they're doing it. Does that make sense? And then looking at them and being like, oh my God, like it's so, it's so simple and it's so basic, but such a kick in the balls to the person that you're giving the reading to. I'll tell people all the time, a lot of people notice these things about you, but you, they, they don't want to say anything, you know, and, and I'm telling you stuff that it's not that you don't already know this. It's coming from me bring it to your attention and showing you what's in your way and realize that you have the power to change all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't need my help. I'm just going to provide the insight and guidance. You're going to do the work and watching people go through that, go through their transformation, owning it, you know, coming into their power, if you will. Yeah, no. And I think that's what I wish a lot of people would realize and understand about these types of readings. You know, a lot of people think it might be just like a bunch of hocus pocus or like, oh, what does it mean? And a lot of people think it's like fortune telling, but would you agree that so many people could use these types of things as tools in their life? Besides like the information they're giving someone of like, this is, you know, coming into your own, coming into your power. Like what, it, what would you explain to people of like the first steps in using the information you give them? Yeah, it's, it's waking up. It's taking accountability and responsibility and realizing that again, here's, here's what I have an issue with when people claim to be a psychic or, or, or guru or whatever is that they want people to, to be dependent on them. And that's, I, I don't want that. I want to open up your eyes to your life and, and have you realize, look, I'm just delivering a message. You know, it's, it's up to you to, you know, to, to make it happen, to bring it into fruition. I love the word manifesting. And people always ask me, you know, uh, you know, what do you think about these vision boards and manifesting? And vision boards are fine. Like, I'm just going to knock it just a little bit here. But if you have to, if you have to have something hanging up to remind you of your goal, you must not want it bad enough. Because I know what I want and where I want to go. And it burns through my soul. Does that make sense? Like it, I know, yes, yeah. it burns. Yes, because I feel that way as well. Like I'm never like a vision board person because guess what? That is something that's every waking thought I have is what I want and where I want to be. Yep. I fully agree. Something else when we did our reading that you brought up is that you never talk about death. No. Mm -mm. Do you know those things though? Yeah, and I fucking hate it in your career of reading people where like that's happened? Yeah. I lost really? a really good, yeah. I lost a really good friend about two years ago and knew instantly. Yeah. He was like my first introduction into reincarnation. Like he was a huge lesson in my life. And the kid was like only 19 years old. Wow. 
yeah, to run it down briefly, it's just, you can't see anything. Like I was able to see, uh, I would be able to see like the future and see at least up to the present. I couldn't tap in. I couldn't see what was happening. I just, I just saw this person walking down to the beach and a whole bunch of hands coming to obstruct my view. And I was like, I, I can't, I, I know it sounds so weird, but I'm like, I can't see anything. I can't get, I can feel you're still alive and you're, you're here, but I can't see what's going on. So is that how it comes? You don't see like, oh, this is how you're going to die. You just know that like. I get that part. And then I get, I wait for the hit to come in. Okay, well, how is this going to affect me? And, and how are they going to bring me into this? And then when I got, when I got the second piece to it, I was like, this is it. I know what's going to happen to this person. And to make a long story short, they went, they went missing and their body was found like a year later. Wow. I mean, besides the obvious, you can't tell someone when or how they're going to die. What if like you feel like you could save their life? You just can't do that. I can't, I can't interfere. I can't intervene. When, when that happened with my friend, my guides had told me, and I know it sounds so weird. They were like, you, if you get involved, you're going to lose this person and you're not going to see them ever again. It's going to be a hard break. I'll just go with it. Even if I was to tell somebody, I would maybe prolong it for, a, for maybe a few months or a day, but it's, it's going to happen no matter what. And I feel like telling somebody, you know, oh my God, I just got like this crazy hit that you were going to die. Or, you know, can you imagine if I told you that? I mean, I wouldn't want to know and I never asked those kind of things, but I mean, it's just, that's just got to be like, really hard because when you go in to read a person, like you don't necessarily know what's going to come until you sit down with them. Right. I get a picture beforehand. Have you ever sat down at a reading with someone and just like nothing comes to you or they're just hard to read because they're closed off or their energies all over the place or oh, all the time. Really? Yeah. yeah especially men. Men are the worst. They try <laughs> to hide from shit. They, they all the time they try to hide. But yeah, I, I ended up telling them, you know, you know, if, if I see something, especially ones that are, um, I tell those people all the time and I get a lot of shit for it. You and I both know there's people out there that are just not going to change their ways. Once an idiot, always an idiot. I mean, it's just, it's just going to be in their nature to be that, that way for the rest of their life. If I read somebody that way, I'll tell them straight up, you know, maybe, you know, maybe right now what you're doing is just accumulating knowledge. You're just kind of gathering things together, you know, and hopefully you do put it to good use when you're ready. What about people that maybe... I've never had a reading and they're apprehensive and feeling closed off. What could they do to open themselves up more to have a more insightful or deeper reading? I always like to throw comedy in there. I always say, do you like feeling this way? Like, do you like, like, do you like feeling closed up like this to where you can't say shit, you know, and try to combat it that way. And it starts to break the ice a little bit because then they start they look at me as like, again, I'm six foot two. My, I've been told over this last weekend in Vegas, God, your eyes are so intense. Like they just look like they're, like they're looking right through you. Thank God I'm gay. I use the gay card and I kind of break the ice down <laughs> a little bit that way to get in. Because at the end of the day, you're coming to a psychic. You're paying, you know, $150 or $300 for a reading. Let's open up the doors here or it's just wasted money. That is the truth. I mean, if you're not ready or willing and open, why spend the money? Something else. So we talked about this in our reading and it's something that I've just like, not as of lately, but for a while have just become more growingly curious about, and that's about past lives. So is that something that typically comes up in readings? Is that sort of like a, you know, par for the course, like you're going to know about someone's past lives? What does that look like to you? It's like a different setting. The, the person that I told you about that, that I knew that was going to die, my first glimpse into that, when he, when he came and sat down for his first reading, it was like a Comic-Con. 
And he was like, I was closing, I was already close to closing. And he was like, you know, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm a psychic. He's like, oh, wow. He's all, you know, can I get a reading? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm not sure if I believe in it. I said, well, just give me $5 for like five minutes. But my guides had told me when he sits down, you need to touch him. And I'm like, what do you mean touch him? And I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. You know, I don't want him to think, you know, I'm coming onto him. So I, as soon as he sat down, I casually leaned my <laughs> knee over to touch him. And when I touched him, I got imagery from like a past. I picked up like it was either the late 60s or early 70s. I picked up that he was musically inclined. He had um, the ability to uh, play the guitar, um, very artistic, but there was a drug issue. I saw there was an issue with a ex-girlfriend that, um, I don't know uh, if he ended up overdosing whatever, or whatever happened. I picked up a song by a band that I knew nothing about. All this energy started coming in. And that's what happens during readings. But the only, but one thing before I go any further is when I do that type of session, whenever I bring past lives in, because I feel like the past life has to do something that has to do with this life here, I, I touch on it briefly. And I tell people, there's no way to validate that because people go and get these past life regressions and end up trying to clear that karma up in that past life that's over and done with. We're not living that life anymore. So I, I tell them the reason why you're still going through that is because there's some residual energy from that life leaking into this life. And that's what I'll utilize it for. Okay. So, I mean, would you say bringing in past lives and mentioning those things is useful to someone's present life? Yeah, absolutely. Even if they can't clear karma because it's done in past. Cause you know, I feel like we spend our time on earth in, you know, multiple lives and we revisit the earth in multiple different ways to learn lessons. So like how many lives do we have? <laughs> I've seen people have like up to like past like five lives and then people that are new, new souls, maybe one life, you know, it was quick and it was easy, either died from like a sickness, got murdered or whatever the case may be. But to tie it into this life here, there's something we can do about that life, but we can remember we're, we're a soul our soul, our essence, our presence, we're just wearing what we have as a shell right now. Yes. So we can clear that karma up by simply honoring our soul. And I know it sounds so hokey, but honoring our soul and acknowledging the fact that we learned that lesson from that life, which was fucking us up in this life. We cleared that karma. It's just wild to me because I knew before I talked to you, I just like had felt that this wasn't my first life or my second life. Like I felt like I had had many lives before. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Remember for sure you saying that like, I didn't want to come back. Nope. Uh -uh. At, the, at the very last second. Yeah. That's what I got from you. It, it, especially now in this time and space, the energy that we're living in now, 2021. And, and think about Katie. Think about who you are on the inside. It's too much shit for you. It is too loud. There's too many different frequencies that are messing with yours in this time and space now. Yeah, but I had to, I guess. Exactly. Uh -huh. When do you feel like people are done with lives? Like when they, like some, not when they reach like a nirvana or when they, whatever, but like, what is it that makes, why is it that we have to keep coming back? It's or not, awesome. I don't know. Yeah, it's lessons dealing with, you know, with, with trauma or issues, intimacy issues or feelings of self-worth or I know it sounds so spiritual. I've seen people that were once animals come back as human beings. Wow. So you see like this evolution, like this growth or they have to, you know, they come back and they have to, you know, they have a, a, a shitty life because they're, they're paying for, I, I know I'm, I'm not a judge and jury, but paying for past karma in that life. So, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll come back being a shitty type of person, not, you know, feeling with sociopaths. We all know them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But do you think that because each soul has purpose and they need to like learn those lessons and that's why they have to keep coming back? Yep. Early on in my career, before the psychic stuff, I lived a normal, a normal everyday life. You know, I worked at nine to five, worked in every major insurance company within Southern California, did some stuff on the side, you know, working for a phone sex company, working for a Hollywood <laughs> matter. Yeah. Back then, yeah, in the early nineties, I worked for a phone sex company, did all that and got introduced to a bunch of unique people during that time. We're talking, I mean, this is the nineties. We're talking escorts. We're talking, you know, People on that side of the Fantastic. Spectrum. Exactly. So having to talk to them, and I wasn't, I didn't claim to be a psychic at that point, just wanted to make connections and talk to people, like as a friend or give advice. I, it wasn't even like I was giving them advice because they asked for just kind of talking to them. And I found, I, I found a good majority of them had issues, again, with intimacy. The reason why they were the way that they were is because of, again, lifetimes of this karmic energy that, that just keeps seeping in, that they're not learning. And kind of like bringing things to their attention. I've seen these girls go from that type of energy into a different type of profession, whether it's, you know, studying law, you know, becoming a nurse, changing their whole thing there because they felt that weight was lifted off of them. Wow. That's really, really powerful. Yeah, exactly. So when when they, when they get that or whatever, you can just see, it's so interesting. You, You can see the 180, you can see the difference between who that person used to be night and day. And then, you know, they've evolved, you know, you know, they're, at least I can see you're not coming back, but I would never tell them that. I'd be like, you learned the lesson. You're done. I feel like I'm done after this life. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. Ooh, yeah. She's done. Put a fork in her. There it definitely is power in the past life stuff. And I feel like that's just why it's like, that's part of our reading that I keep going back to because I think not wanting to come back to this life, but here I am and having gone through a lot and just wanting to like take it in and learn. And I think something we talked about was becoming more human, which is something I absolutely struggle with. (laughs) I loved that part of our reading. And I've just been so curious about, you know, past lives. And I think some people probably don't believe in that reincarnation. You know, they believe that you die and your soul goes to heaven. Are you able to connect with spirits that have have moved on or is like, are you only able to connect with, you know, what's beyond this dimension? No, if they're gone, they're gone. I will tell the person, yeah, I will tell the person that I'm on the phone with, I, I'm not picking up anything from this person. Like this person, like, like, how, like I'll ask them, how did they go? I said, because this person reminds me that they could not, I, I know it sounds horrible to say they couldn't wait to die, but they were like, I just want to go, I'm ready. Yeah. And once they, once, once they see that, once they see the people, I've, I've seen ghosts or uh, read people that have had other people waiting for them on the other side. And I saw through their own eyes who was waiting for them and walking them in. Once they see that, they're just ready to go. And sometimes, yeah, they don't come back. So I'll tell the person, it's not that I don't want to read them. Just give me a picture and I'll, I'll tap in to the essence of that person. But they are not here anymore. They're done. Yeah, I would want to dip out too if I could. For sure, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so would you say most spirits that come through to you are positive, but you know, besides the clown when you were young, has there been any like kind of scary messages or times where you're reading somebody and there's just like a presence and energy that's coming through that is just like really dark and scary that you just like can't deal with? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, especially like growing up. I don't know if you ever played with a Ouija board. I don't fuck with Ouija boards because I feel like I am very susceptible and open, even though Good. I don't like often tap into it, but it just feels like that 
welcomes in too much darkness. I didn't know any better. I, I, I was completely fascinated with it, like as a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> as yeah, most I, are, yes. Yeah, I was playing with it and picking up on it and, and releasing things into the house and seeing things. I remember uh, this this one uh, ghost told me, I'm going to take you on a trip. He looked like he, like he was born like in the early 80s or, or he like died in the early 80s, late 70s. And he had like this like this kind of hippie-ish or like, like rebellious type of energy or whatever. And he took me to see an exorcism. What the fuck? No, I know. It's ridiculous. It looked like hell to me. Was this like in a waking state or was it more like in a dream type state? I'm going to get to that right now. You're going to die. This kid, this kid was strapped to a fucking gurney and there was fire everywhere and he was screaming. I cuss a lot. I have the filthiest mouth. I love <laughs> gross stuff. This kid, the, the priest, or there was a priest that was wearing like this huge hat and then like a normal priest that, that was just, didn't have anything on. And they were, they were saying a prayer or whatever. And the, the kid was like yelling all these obscene, just like on the exorcist, but it was 20 times worse and it was hot. And the guy that was with me was laughing, just laughing at me. And I was like, I want out of here. When I woke up, girl, I swear, I shit you not, my eyes right here, were, were, were sore. It felt like I was burned and oh. it lasted for like three days. Yeah. It was hot. It was, it was completely sore to the touch. And it felt like, like I had been leaning on something that was hot, but I was asleep in bed. Wow. How do you think he accessed you or how do you think he like, why was he coming to you? To give me the knowledge. I mean, he said a lot in that short amount of time that he was there. And again, I didn't know who he was until 2012. I'd already moved to Oregon at that time. And a good friend of mine called me and said, oh my God, remember that guy that we were, that you were telling me about in that dream? I think I know who it is. I'm not going to tell you the name. I want you to go get this book. Don't research it. And I was like, what is it? She said, it's called Behold a Pale Horse. I went to go get this book. I was living in Oregon. I went to Powell's Books in, in Portland. It was like, I was asking for like, you know, the first Bible ever written. They had it behind a glass case. They would not let me hold it. I felt really shady. I felt like this weird energy around me getting it. As soon as I opened that book and I started reading it and then I saw his name, I put, I YouTubed him. And as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, that is him. Cause he was very aggressive in his everyday life. And that's how he came to me in a dream. He also came to me on like on one of those old transistor radios. Come to find out he used to do before podcasts were even called podcasts. He would do underground radio. It is in his house. No way. Yeah. Trip me out. Mm-hmm. That is so freaky. Do you think that our dreams are powerful to our waking life? Like, do you, do you think that like, it's our subconscious waking us up to things? Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, I always say this about Virgo people all the time. They spend a lot of time throughout, throughout the day overanalyzing or getting a lot of information at one time, you know, being here and they don't really have time to like go reflect or, or do a lot of the personal type of stuff for themselves. So a lot of times they'll get their stuff in their dreams their subconscious, their conscious is telling them, you know, things that they're missing throughout the day. I think dreams, I feel dreams are very important to your everyday life for sure. What about lucid dreaming? Cause I like will go through periods, sometimes months where like few times, handful of times throughout the week, I will have like lucid dreams where I become aware that I'm dreaming and I get really excited <laughs> when I realize that it's a dream. When I'm in my dream and I realize this, that the people that are in the dream with me or whatever act really strange or like I get, and then I get really freaked out and then I wake up and I like remember everything. And I remember the moment I realized I was dreaming. What is, do you know about any of that shit or? 
that's crazy. It didn't make any sense. There wasn't anything, you know, special or specific about the dreams, but it's just like, I keep becoming aware. Then you need to start playing with it because they're taking you there for a reason. There's something that's going on in your everyday life that you're not catching on to. You're going to obviously get excited with it. I, I know that I'm dreaming and I can bring things into it or, or change the outcome. Or I, I used to test it a lot as a kid. Like, like, go, like start dreaming, like, like think about something and, and uh, fall asleep to it and then dream about it. So when your guides take you there or when you're feeling like you're there, play with it. Ask, why am I here? And maybe talk to the people. Because if they're taking you there and it's happening on an on a, on a unusual type of, you know, or it's happening a lot, there's something that, you're, that you need to see. Yeah, I got to get more... <laughs> get my composure when that happens because the last time it happened I got so excited and like Stassi appeared in my dream and I knew she shouldn't have been there and that's when I realized I was dreaming because I was like you shouldn't be here right now and she got confused in my dream so that I then my next thing I thought of my dream was to try to take a picture on my phone (laughs) That you were dreaming? <laughs> that I was dreaming. I was like, look, I'll take a picture and tomorrow won't be there. And it, it was just so dumb. Like why that I chose to do that, I'm not sure. But but it's crazy that you have to look at it for what for what it is. I, I know that it, it sounds silly now, but you're able to to think and be like, I, like I'm going to prove this to people that this is what happens. So play ask, like you, I would have asked Ossie, what are you doing here? I did. And what did she say? Just like, bitch, I don't know. This is your dream. <laughs> it was, a, yeah, it was a New Year's party. It was a New Year's party and we were with a bunch of people, but in my dream, you know, like, but she had, she has a baby, you know, she has a baby now. And I was like, what are you doing here? And she was like, I love Christmas. I'm like, cool. It's not Christmas. It's New Year's. And also like, where's Bo? Where's the baby? And she was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, oh my God, this is a dream. I'm dreaming right now because like you don't make any sense and what you just said doesn't make any sense and none of this makes any more sense. And so I tried to take a picture and then it didn't work. And then the next thing I knew, I woke up. (laughs) Yeah, try exploring that. I want to. Next time it happens, I'm going to not get so excited in the moment and like try to use it. A lot of people wish they can do what you do though. As I've like researched a little bit, there are ways that you can sort of like bring on lucid dreaming or do you think any of that shit works? 100%. I do all the time. Yes. My uh, former business manager, who's now my, who's my best friend, Jay. This is when all that William Cooper shit was coming around back in 2009. My guides really gave me a crash course on what I can do. And I was like, let me see if I can do this astral projection stuff. And I kept thinking, uh, Jay and I were supposed to hang out, but he ended up uh, making plans with somebody else. And I was like, where are you? And I was like, let me play with this and see if I can see where he's at. So I fell asleep thinking Jay and just thinking about him as a person where he could possibly go. And I fell asleep and my dream took me to this beach party. And there was a whole bunch of like people, like younger people, you know, getting drunk, having a good time. And I remember Jay and his couple, a couple of his friends talking to some girl and she looked like she's very attractive. And there was something about her body that stood out. I was like, wow, she's got a really nice body or whatever. I remember going back home after that in that astral projection thing and the phone ringing and me answering, just being like, hello. And Jay, Jay was like, hey, um, my plans fell through or whatever. You want to, you want to hang out today? I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, I thought you were going to go surfing. He's like, no, it ended up falling through. I said, yeah, let's hang out or whatever. Woke up. When I woke up, I was so fucking tired. I was drained. The phone rings like maybe five minutes after I get up and it's Jay. And he's wow. like, yeah, he's like, hey, he's like, I'm not going surfing after all. Do you want to hang out? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, my friend ended up flaking, whatever. Do you want to hang out? I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Did you call me last night? 
and tell me this? And he was like, no. And I was like, are you sure? We didn't have no, we didn't have any conversation last night. He's like, no, I said nothing. He's like, no. And I said, how was your party? He was like, good. I started telling him about what's going on. I started filling in the blanks for him and it even tripped him out. There was a girl that worked at the gym. She was a personal trainer. That's why the body stood out to me because she was a personal trainer. Having this conversation with him and his friends, they were totally like eyeballing her because that's what they were doing in that dream. (laughs) Yeah, everything. Yeah, it was trippy. So yeah, I believe in it. So best practice is if you want to lose a dream, when you fall asleep, mental, think specific place, person, wherever you want to go or whatever you want to experience, just like, as you're falling asleep, just you have to stay. The key is you have to stay focused because the outside noises are going to come in. Your, your mind is trained to, to get distracted by like the person that lives upstairs, upstairs from you, whatever the case may be. You got to stay focused and continue to say that name or where you want to go over and over again. It clouds your mind with it. I it love it's that. hard to do. Yeah. I'm going to try that again. Do it. Well, Chris, this has been so much fun. Oh my God. I could just like talk to you about this stuff for like ever and ever, but we got to wrap it up. But also like where, if people want to get a reading from you, how can they contact you, your social media? Let us all know. Yeah, they can uh, visit my website, chrismedina.guide. Uh, you can see all the stuff that I've been in. There's a section there to sign up for readings. I do half hour sessions, uh, hour long sessions, whether it's on the phone, in person or via Zoom. You can sign up for a session there. Feel free to visit me on social media at Psychic Chris M, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and my podcast, In Your Head Pod, In Your Head with Chris Medina. In Your Head with Chris Medina. And I highly suggest you do. I had an amazing reading with him. So thank you, Chris. And to everyone, enjoy your day and be kind to yourself and to everyone else. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. 